This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and you are listening to podcast number 57 of Against the Grain. Are you tired and fatigued? Are you frustrated with doctors because they just don't seem to listen? Do you want to fix your pain without surgery? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then we are the clinic for you. We offer prolotherapy, PRP or platelet-rich plasma therapy, and stem cell injections, IV nutritional therapies, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, and functional medicine to get you back on track to optimal health. Call our clinic at 918-935-3636 or visit our website at www.revolutionhealth.org to schedule your appointment today. Welcome to Against the Grain Podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards, where he challenges the status quo when it comes to medicine. We get into hot topics in the medical field with real stories from real patients to help you on your way to a healthy lifestyle. Get ready because we're about to go, 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 go against the grain. Hello, hello. This is Dr. Chad Edwards, and we are once again without uh, Mr. Marshall, the ever tall almost ever present host of against the grain podcast so you're stuck with me uh, but the cool thing is is back for the second time well the, i guess the mini time um, <laughs> we've got uh, dr crystal lewis our amazing upper cervical chiropractor and we are tagging on to last week's episode or last episode's uh, uh podcast discussion on headache and this time we're going to focus a little bit more just because it's so common we have right. so many people that that complain about this uh so what are we talking about today we're going to be talking about migraines which is a type of headache that people have commonly like just like dr edward said and yeah i mean i you know obviously i work in the emergency room work at the clinic i get a lot of patients that say i got migraine um what i find i don't know what what your experience is but what i find is that a lot of patients will say uh, it's almost like they define any bad headache as a migraine. They do. And so mm -hmm. what is, is a migraine, is the definition of a migraine just a bad headache? No, there's actually um, a criteria that you have to meet to be actually diagnosed with a migraine. Um, and so in, in layman's terms, of course, people will say migraine to mean bad headache, but medically that's not what it really means. Right. Um, so one of the things that you have to have at least five of these bad headaches or five different attacks. Okay. Um, and then they have to, um, if you're, whether they're being treated or not, they were going to last between four to 72 hours. Now, I don't know about you, but a 72 hour headache, bad headache is bad. Four hours is enough. I see it. But yes, but I've had, and I have too, where they've had a headache for a week. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, so at least um, four to 72 hours. Um, and then there's a couple of symptoms I'm going to describe, and they'll have to have at least two of these symptoms in this grouping. And so it's going to be on one side of the head or the other. So it's going to be unilateral. Um, and it's going to be, it can be pulsating. And so some people will say that like throbbing, it, they can kind of coordinate with their heartbeat. It feels like they're, they feel their heartbeat in their head kind of thing. They'll kind of describe that way. Um, Which is different than just a pounding headache. Yes. It can be different than a pounding headache. Yes, yes. It's just, a, yes. And uh, moderate to severe pain. So these are pretty bad in intensity. They're not just a mild achiness. This is going to be a pretty bad intensity. And what I have found a lot of times is that it makes you not functional. If right. you have a true mag migraine, you can't really do anything else. Right. Um, and then if you try to exercise your way out of it, it gets worse. So if you ever have a headache and you go for a run and it gets better, that's probably not a migraine. And I've even seen, sorry to interrupt you, okay. I, I've even seen patients that like just walking upstairs 
you know, any kind of physical movement, uh, those kinds of physical movements uh, make the headache worse. So yes. certainly the physical, yes. uh, the, the physical exercise, but even just activity yes. can make it worse. And so some of these people will like just want to go lay in a room and not Sleep. move. Yes. They don't yeah. even want to open their eyes or right. they, they can't even watch television. We'll talk about a couple of that um, as well. And they can also have a uh, photophobia, um, which is um, sensitivity to light, sensitivity to noises called phonophobia. So those were why they don't, you know, if they have kids, they're telling the kids to be quiet. They're being in a dark room. Um, they are, um, you know, they can't listen to the television or the radio. They really have to just lay there, which is, it's, it's really not fun if you've ever had one of these. Yeah. And then the thing, thing is nothing else can, that's not attributed to anything else. They're not having a headache because they wouldn't worked out on the, in the heat all day or. Or they, um, or they, so it can't be, you know, or if they get hit in the head with a hammer, you know, that's not going to cause a migraine. That's going to be an injury, right? Right. Um, or any of those. Well, I mean, because I have patients that go and they do yard work and they have a tree branch fall on of them or they fell and hit their head in the door frame. That's not going to cause a migraine because it can't be attributed to any of those things. It kind of has to come on on its own. But what's really interesting is they don't really know the cause. If you right. read further, they don't know the cause of migraines. Right. They just This is a group of symptoms that they know how to categorize it. Yeah. There was um, also under... The, uh, so we got those two or more of the following. You got those four things. You got the unilateral pulsating, moderate severe pain, yes. increased physical activity. And then the next section uh, under the IHS criteria is got to have at least one of, and you mentioned the photophobia, photophobia, mm-hmm. phonophobia, but those are, those are considered one. Yes. And the other one is nausea and vomiting. Yes. And uh, so that's so common. Yes. So common. I had one the other day that came in the emergency room and they said that they were having a migraine and they'd been having migraines. So they'd had the five. Um, they didn't really have the photophobia, photophobia, that one, <laughs> it's a tongue twister. the light thing, <laughs> and they didn't have the ear thing. Uh, so <laughs> the uh, uh, they didn't have either one of those. And I said, any nausea or vomiting? She's like, nope, I never... I got nauseated one time. And I was like, mm-hmm. you know, it actually doesn't meet criteria for a migraine. This is a bad headache. And the way I deal with that differently in the emergency room, uh, because I agree with that neurologist where, you know, the, the uh, did we talk about it this episode or was it last episode where I talked about the neurologist? Last said, episode. Okay. Yes. So uh, there was a, I was listening to a CME thing and, and a neurologist was talking about migraine and she liked seeing patients with migraine. And in fact, her medical students would say, you like making everything a migraine. And she said, well, it's, I do because when I can, it's easy to fix with medications. I don't totally disagree with that, but again, we're not looking at the underlying cause. We're not, and I have a hard time believing that everybody that walks in with a true migraine can get fixed by medication. Totally true. Totally, I I agree. (laughs) And and then you have to you have to uh, you know uh, qualify fixed correct with treated and made to feel better. Yes. Or, you know, making the headaches go away where they don't come back and that kind of stuff. Agreed. Yeah, because we can give we can give enough morphine to people and make their <laughs> headache go away. Uh, yeah, that, but you can drop but, a hammer on somebody's foot and make their headache go away. Maybe. Yeah, some, sometimes you can. <laughs> we and we joke about that a lot, but sometimes you can. So, um, what? Tell me about. Uh, I'm sure you've had some good experiences with patients that have had headache or migraine i have and you know and it can range experiences can range from someone you know having and i'll give you a story um having immediate relief to taking some time 
for that to happen. But at some level, it's it's a pretty successful. I get pretty good success rate on it. Um, we do look at some other reasons, but um, I had a patient come to me last year, and she's young. She's in her 30s, and she had been battling um, headaches um, and then was ultimately diagnosed with migraines um, for a while. And I think she, if I remember correctly, it was at least four to six months, if not a year, of dealing with this everyday headaches. Wow. And they wouldn't be constant all the time but they she would have them every day i can't even imagine no i can't imagine either i mean i've had a headache the longest is one day and i was like this this is this is not good um and she had tried everything she had actually lost some weight started exercising felt better ate better um and she was also doing this um because she wanted to become pregnant but she was doing all of these things and was thought she was feeling better and then still had the headaches so they um they medicated her it didn't work. They tried different medication, didn't work. And she just said she thought there would be a better way. And when she's wanting to get pregnant, she didn't want to take those medications. So you mean medicines didn't work? I know. Shocking. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. And so um, she came in and she was referred by another patient. And I got, uh, we went over everything and was able to get her adjusted. And um, and then I don't get to see the results. And in something like that, I don't necessarily expect you pop up off the table after I adjust you and you're like, hey, my headache's gone. It doesn't always quite happen that way. Now, I'm not saying never because it has happened, but that's not typical. Right. Um, and we shouldn't, you know, and, and of course it's not because, you know, we have a body that's going to have time to respond to something. So usually, typically, I follow up in about a week. And when she came back in a week, um, and I don't ever know what, I always expect people to do better, but I always want to make sure I'm listening to what's going on with them. She had no headache that entire week and she could not believe it. And so it's pretty profound. Now I'd like to tell you she never had a headache again or never had a migraine again, but that's not the case. Um, after that, it is a big window to say, this is really what's going to be working for you. But you know, at some point she did have some headaches come back but they weren't as intense, they weren't as bad, and we had continued to address it. And over time, she had longer, longer periods of times of no headaches. I mean, she was having headaches every day. Right. So to have an entire week of no headaches, and then over time, and then the only time she really started having headaches again was when she got pregnant. And so from that tr mm. first trimester, so that could have been some hormonal stuff on top, but it also could have triggered that a little bit as well. Yeah. So, um, so it, it's one of those things that we do want to keep maintenance, we do want to keep it up. It's not a uh, magic pill per se, but it is a really good foundation of the step and it can cut and it can give us really, really good results really yeah. simply. Yeah. Really fast. Yeah. And that's just a, absolutely amazing that, and, and I think, I hope it's encouraging to the listeners that even, even amongst chiropractic therapy, there's, there are options just because you've been in one doesn't mean that, uh, you know, on, on, on any spectrum doesn't mean that every chiropractor is going to function the same way. The You go to a physician, doesn't mean they all practice Correct. the same way. You go to a neurologist, you go to you know whatever. They all bring different things to the table. And my opinion, and with, with rare exception, you shouldn't have to live with your headache. I agree 100%. I don't, I don't believe we were created to live with pain every day. I agree with you. I mean, I, agree with you. I just don't think that's optimal. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk uh, a little bit more about what we can do for migraine if medications aren't the, you know, the, the best way to go. Vertical Limit Fitness constantly strives for better. Better mind, function, fitness, capacity, and community. 
They accomplish this through bodyweight boot camp style classes and high intensity functional fitness group classes to private training. Vertical Limit Fitness elevates your health and wellness while helping you become able to do anything and prepare you for everything that life may bring along. Call 918-409-1633 or visit their website at www.verticallimitfitness.com for more information and to sign up for a week of classes. We've been talking about migraine and getting to the the root cause of these migraines. And, you know, my approach to migraine when I was practicing a more traditional mainstream form of medicine was I just want to give a medication mm-hmm. I mean, that, because that was the easy thing. And it was, you know, I had a basically I had a 10 minute interaction with the patient in which I could get their entire, you know, history, do a physical exam. Hopefully I make an accurate diagnosis and and uh, then you know prescribe them their appropriate pill and when was the last time you saw a patient that had a migraine and the cause of that migraine because they had was was because they had an imitrex deficiency mm-hmm. never you know so why why did i as my primary intervention say oh well we just need to give you uh imitrex and i'm not opposed to medications in their in their right place correct but why is it going on? So, you know, I, my traditional approach was medications. I would consider, okay, well, we got to look at identifying triggers. What's causing these migraines. And honestly, if the patient had three headaches a year, I wasn't going to spend the time cause I've only got like 10 minutes. Yes. So I might tell them, okay, go look up triggers for migraine on the internet, you know, Google that bad boy and see what Correct. you come up with, uh, and, and avoid that stuff. Uh, and, you know, it might help, might not, but you know, I've, I've done my kind of due diligence and I'm checking my box. Uh, so medications, uh, you know, and certainly as a, as a DO, I didn't do enough manipulation on my own. So I would say, you know, you might consider going to see a chiropractor. You might consider some osteopathic adjustments. We might do physical therapy, you know, just see if we can make any difference with that. Mm -hmm. So what, what's your thought? Uh, what, of course we, we did talk about hormone replacement therapy and prolotherapy and we've seen some great results with that as well. Yes. Uh, so what, what's your approach? What's your thought on how do we fix this? Well, I look at primarily musculoskeletal. So we're going to be looking at the structure. Obviously we can have some physiological things, hormones, um, that can be, part of the problem high high blood pressure can be part of the problem sure um but we we need to stand a foundation so if you're out of alignment which can actually affect all the functioning of those things then we need to make sure that's the correct so looking at the the structure of the spine how is it sitting how is it standing how is it moving um, how are the muscles are being addressed and so when you come in what i usually do is i again take a full history i see what's going on with you um, if you've already seen dr edwards and i have a lot of that information already and so it can be a little bit more streamlined but um, then i will do what we call a leg check so you lay flat on the table and um, i'm looking if you have a short leg or not now you're not really having a short leg for most of us, some people actually do, right. but it's the leg that's pulled up on one side. So when we lay flat, we're we're you know we're bilateral. We should be laying pretty flat with our legs even, not one leg turned out than the and then the other. And I'm looking for that, and then I'll see how they're laying on the table. Are they are is their back arching? Are they relaxed? Um, and you'd be amazed how many people can't lay flat on their back without discomfort. And then I have an instrument called an anatometer. And if you go to any upper cervical doctor's office, they'll have a little bit of different instruments. They some of them will have. Um, uh, 
plates that they stand on that tell weight. They'll have other types of ways to measure posture. But I have something that's called an anatometer, and it measures if there's a difference in your hip height, if they're twist or not, if you're leaning one way or the other. Then I take it further, and I'll look at head tilt, um, shoulders, um, if one's dropped or not. So for the most part, everybody, and I have to look at it past musculature, right? Because sometimes musculature, um, I have a patient that she's real beefy on one side than the other because of the type of work that she does. If you have a pitcher, they're going to be more muscular on one side. So you can't just look at, oh, they, that's a right shoulder because they have muscular. So I'm looking at what does the spine look like? So I'm looking through that. And if it's not balanced, if it's not centered, then we definitely have a misalignment. We have an issue. And if we, if we don't address that, then we can't really, in my opinion, properly address the rest of the migraine if there's any other reason for the cause. But that is a primary reason we should look at. Makes absolute sense to me. And, you know, I just, I love that structural evaluation because it's just so common. Yes. And, and it's so common that I see, in fact, if I, you know, just based on my experience without running the actual numbers and I saw five patients that had, I, I don't really know, but just kind of my, my gestalt, my perspective is that it's more common to have muscular, uh, musculoskeletal or, or a muscle tension type headache that yes. becomes a migraine because that tension headache can trigger a migraine. So it starts off as one headache and then triggers a completely different kind of headache. Yes. If we abated the tension type headache, the migraine would probably have never come about. Agreed. And even though we talked about what the international um, headache is that what they're Society. called? Society. Society, yeah. yes. What they determine what a migraine is. I read a study that was talking about, which makes complete sense, that um, that when they evaluated people with migraines, that on the same side the migraine was, they had neck tightness, stiffness, muscle tension, tenderness, where people who didn't have headaches or migraines didn't. But what they found was migraine sufferers had it, and then people with headaches had it as well. So there is a definite, whether it's the cause or the effect, a proponent you know, the musculoskeletal system is affected or is the effector one way or the other. Right. And from a diagnostic perspective, we like to have these criteria yes. by which we put things in a box so that we can get the right code so yes. that we can submit to insurance yes. and justify, you know, what we're doing. And uh, so we have to come up with these artificial walls of the box, so to speak. And so we're trying to make sense out of physiology, which is very mm -hmm. dynamic and, yes. and we're trying to make it black and white and say, this is a migraine. And it helps us understand what's going on. It does. But it doesn't explain no. why and all of those kinds of things. So Correct. I think the, the, the criteria are important, uh, but I completely agree with you that you got to look at that structure and function component way early, if not yes. first way early yes and i will say and migraines aren't always the issue end up issue but i see structural dysfunction from birth so if you've been living with a structural dysfunction since birth and it could be major minor you know depending on your situation there's lots of other factors um i mean that it needs to be addressed and sometimes it's literally from birth from literally. the birthing process correct literally yeah if anybody's <laughs> ever seen the birthing process you you would know sometimes and you've delivered a baby before, haven't you? Uh, uh, at least a handful. Okay, yes. so <laughs> <laughs> over a hundred to be exact. Oh well, see, yeah. so just one or two, you know, a few. Yeah. So you know what it entails and what can yeah. happen and all of that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Had my share of complications and all those fun things. That was uh, I did a lot of women's health when I was on active duty and did a lot of labor and delivery and OB and all those. So it's it was fun stuff. It was. It was a great part of my practice. I 
you almost can't practice that way now. I mean, I, yes. I can't, if I ever wanted to be away from home, I mean, it's just. Correct. If you it, wanted to be a good doctor yeah. and be there for when your patients were having right. babies, you're pretty, yep. yeah. Very, very difficult to do it that way. Yes. Although I love that approach. You really need to live in, the, in a small town in the middle of nowhere and have one doc and that's yes. it. And, yes. You know, then it makes sense. Yes, it is. Yeah. But, but I see that. I mean, and like you talked about, when you see that baby come out of birthing canal, if you're not taught how that the the how important it is for the baby to be delivered then you know i was going to be delivered by a midwife but couldn't and my friend that came who worked with me she um she understands spinal alignment she said she told me after the baby my daughter was born she said i made sure he didn't pull on her neck and stuff and i'll do that she's like i just made sure and she, she said he was so gentle and good so yeah. it's it actually is very important yeah i my my daughter when she was born i looked at her and was like oh my goodness you need to put her back or something <laughs> like her forehead was, she was like, cone-headed oh, yes. and, uh, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Her, her mom is, is a, a very small person and you know, there was a lot of molding that had of, to, of her, of her head that had to occur in order for her to safely have, have get, that yes. kind of delivery and everything went fine. And the next day she looked like a different kid. And I was like, what happened to the cone head? You know, I, <laughs> So, um, and of course now she's absolutely beautiful. And uh, so it's amazing how the head conforms. Conform and it uh, is really amazing. Like that, that molding process, who, yes. you know, it's, it's no wonder but that there could be problems. Yes. That, and then just the fact that how was the mother carrying the baby as well? Sure. And you know, if the cord's wrapped around the neck, if it got pulled, there's so many scenarios and the easiest thing to do is bring in the baby to get checked. And then we can prov- hopefully prevent things like migraines and things like right. that for sure and other, other issues. Um, and then, you know, and then when we look at why, in my perspective, what causes, cause if you look at medically, they'll say, we don't know what causes it. It just happens. Right. Well, that, that is a bunch of crap. I don't really say that too often in front of people because I try to be proper, right, most of the time. But I've been working with Dr. Edwards for a while and it's oh, you can't be proper. There's a lot of crap out there. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. So, but, um, and now I lost my train of thought because I said crap. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things that we, you know, when we're looking at the criteria, it doesn't really matter. You're, you, right. it, you know, we don't know what cause. We do know what causes. I feel like I know what causes it for most of my patients. Right. Um, there are a few that are it just like, I don't know what's going on. Right. Um, and that's part of practice where you're trying to figure out. But I really try to figure out. But if I can't help, or I will say I've never sa- talked to anyone that said I absolutely cannot help you. Right. Um, but maybe didn't get the results. So then we talk about, okay, prolotherapy is right. an adjunct. Um, I, I don't, now I can't prescribe medications. I can't recommend prescription medications and I don't want to. So I, I will say, okay, talk to Dr. Edwards about prolotherapy or what about acupuncture or about massage therapy, depending on what's going on with them, their lifestyle, and then looking at their hormones, um, all of those things. Right. Yeah. I think it's important to look at that whole picture. Um, thank you so much for coming on, uh, talking about migraine. I think it's one of those things that's so important and, I wish that every patient that came in to see me would go in to see you first. If, if, if migraine or headache are their primary complaints, if we could knock that out you know, across the board, I think we'd be far more effective about treating our patients in an optimal manner. And then, you know, there's all those cases that have gotten their, their uh, upper cervical neck 
corrected and their hormones get better their blood pressure gets better it's pretty amazing it really really is i have been shocked at some of the results that we've gotten Mm -hmm. uh, and and frankly in some cases better than i could ever do with the hormone replacement therapy and all those things i'd been working with one for a while and it got her upper cervical neck adjusted and came back and i was like well crap i could have done that Anyway, uh, but we got her taken care of, so that's what matters. But again, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure to have you on. Yes, thank you. Um, look forward to having you on again. Uh, thanks so much for listening. You guys have a great day, and we look forward to hearing you next time. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast with Dr. Chad Edwards. Tune in next week where we'll be going against the grain.